0: All right, um, this is like the eighth take of the intro that I'm doing. I'm just going to be very honest and upfront with you guys about that. My name is Nick Pupo. This is two little ditties. Rena Hundert is out of town. She's in Scotland doing her one-woman show. Um, So we just decided we're going to go ahead and put this show out. Um, It's good. Me and Rena get together, and we write two songs about shame. And then subsequent episodes, we're going to have guests on, who come in and they write a song and then we share our song with them. And it's cool. It's a good podcast. I really believe in it. So before we get started, do me a favor. And if this is on iTunes, which I think it will be, I don't know. It's, it's Friday. iTunes might be gone by Monday. I have no idea. But if it's still there and it's where you're listening to this podcast, leave us five stars, give us a review, tell your friends, and enjoy the show. Huh? i so funny! Too little ditties about one thing Too little ditties we're gonna sing Nick and i have nothing better to do Than to sing too little ditties
1: just for you
0: Feel good? You feel good? <laughs> it's good. You gotta feel somewhat good first episode right yeah you know, you're
1: right yeah that I have to is at least good.
0: get in a decent place okay you know
1: <laughs> yeah i'll do my best we're focusing on a very unpleasant feeling
0: uh, yeah right i know i understand
1: <laughs> but you know so are we starting to record it's already yeah, it's not
0: your fault that um
1: shame you know. instantly makes me think of a kid that pees his pants and runs away well, That's, that's very like well
0: that's a very shameful thing to do not to pee but to run away
1: You have to stay in the pee and be like, I'm proud of this.
0: Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you could you you could. But I I think I I think if I could go back in time and pee my pants (laughs) (laughs) as a kid, I would stand my ground and and be proud. But that's because I'd be a 29 year old man. in a. If I peed my
1: pants now in front of everyone, I don't think I would stand my ground now.
0: No, but I think like as a kid, uh, especially since you you just you were in a time machine and you you right you're you don't have to actually moment. deal
1: for the with the lasting uh, trauma. Yeah, of or maybe the it would calling. greatly
0: affect your future.
1: That's the thing. My whole life would probably be. I wouldn't be performing for a living. Well, how
0: weirded <laughs> out are you going to be by a a kid who pees his pants and just stands there and he's like. This is
1: me. <laughs> That's know? a good opening scene for a for a movie.
0: It actually happened uh one time I was I had knew this uh I was in kindergarten and there was this kid I was on the playground with and I always played with my friend Christian on the playground and he was gone for the day. So I just had to play with this other kid and then uh we were about to go down the slide and, and then I turned around and he was just peeing his pants. And he wasn't really reacting; it was just kind of letting it all happen.
1: He didn't realize he was peeing. No, no, he knew. Was he scared about the slide? Is no, that why? I
0: think he was just peeing. I think because, like, when you're a kid, like,
1: <laughs> he just I, didn't this have bladder st- control. By
0: the way, are we re- we recording Ezra? So this is how we're starting our podcast. I think is we're going to talk about pee, the which I think is fair.
1: For shame! It's the first thought I think of when I think of shame. Is like, is like not being able to control, I guess, your biological functions, and then other people witnessing that.
0: Right, that's a pretty early uh, shame.
1: It's like you're not in the same respectful zone as the rest of the people around you who can contain their biological functions.
0: But can they, though?
1: No, I right. mean, the, yeah. Why do, why do some things like that make us feel shame and others, no, I don't know.
0: I remember when I was uh, uh, maybe about four or five, this is when I was in pre-K, uh, I, wanted to, I knew that if you peed your pants, you got to leave class. You got to leave school and go home. <laughs> so I... Asked my teacher if I could go to the restroom and then I was going to say I peed my pants on the way to the restroom With So water. I, I went to the water fountain and then I started drinking from the water fountain and I started pouring water on my pants and as, as, as I did that I started peeing my pants
1: Oh no uh,
0: And so I thought I was going to have like this really clever idea and go home and be victorious But then I just was ashamed of my Of peeing my pants
1: Did you go home?
0: Oh yeah but i i also peed my pants
1: you also actually did it
0: yeah and then you're and then you're like you thought maybe i thought maybe i could go in front of the class and and just convince all these people trick them that i peed my pants but i had really done it so i didn't want to tell anybody (laughs) at that
1: point you know what i mean that's really instant karma isn't it
0: i guess yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or just being a four-year-old or five-year-old and not being able to contain your bladders.
1: Well, my earliest memory of shame has nothing to do with pee, but it does involve a donut. Um, I think I was. In- oh, by
0: the way, should we say hello to everybody? Oh,
1: hi. Uh, I'm. Uh, this is Nick Poopo.
0: Yeah, this is Rena Hundred.
1: We're ashamed to say our own names. <laughs> uh,
0: this is episode one of two little ditties. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Rina's in a great headspace today. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm very sane right now.
0: Um, so basically, uh, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna choose a topic every week, and um, we're gonna write two songs um, about the topic. About the topic. A lot of times, we'll have a guest on, so it's gonna be me and Rina write a song together, and the guest brings on their own song. Uh, we have a, a producer, Ezra. Ezra, what's your last name?
1: Parter.
0: Yeah, Parter, Yeah, Parder. So Ezra Parter is our producer. Uh, he's a very lovely man. He's letting us use his space. Thank you, Ezra. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Pretty cool. This is fine. This took us a long time.
1: It did, yeah. From the inception, it, it took a long... It had a long gestational period. Right. Is we, gestational a word? Whatever.
0: Uh, it, yeah, right, Ezra?
1: Gestational?
0: Uh, I think gestation period Gestation it, period. But gestational could be a word. Gestation right? period. The gestation period is fine. Uh, but th- I think it was like s- eight or nine months ago, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah we- you
1: texted me, let's do a podcast. And then I wrote back, sure. And then you sent back two guitars or something like that
0: two guitars or like
1: maybe three guitars of emojis i don't know why that really stuck with me i was like cool i think oh, i like heard a guitar riff in my head so i guess that was some foreshadowing
0: i didn't remember that at all. oh i, I must that. have been, oh yeah i just <laughs> sent guitars <laughs> so yeah so uh, eight months ago eight nine months ago we recorded we actually recorded two episodes yeah uh one was about vulnerability
1: Yes, and one was about jealousy.
0: And the next one was about jealousy.
1: But we never wrote the songs. We never wrote
0: the songs and we never went on to do.
1: And therefore, we're starting with shame. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. We're starting with shame. Shame, Maybe some regret. Real bad about how we've already handled it. Don't
1: feel good about it. Anyway, okay, so my earliest memory of shame, Uh which actually is pretty mm, enmeshed with guilt. Um, Enmeshed is a word? That's a word. Yeah. Enmeshed. Enmeshed.
0: En- enme- like enmeshed. Like E-N-meshed. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Right? Yeah. I I don't know. Sometimes I make up words. It's only That's really great. smart people make and up words. And then word. I shouldn't <laughs> have
0: interrupted you. And I uh, feel shame. Now go on.
1: <laughs> okay. So they're pretty enmeshed, which actually I do think guilt and shame have quite a bit of uh, overlap. And it'd be interesting maybe to discuss the difference. Um, but basically, I was friends with this girl who was a bad influence. Mm-hmm. Um, She was like a bad, a bad kid. Like she was from one of those families where everybody knew like they're they misbehave uh-huh. like they're a bad, not a bad family, but just like all the kids in that family kind of misbehaved. And she was a, I, I had this habit at that time in my life of befriending people that were a bad influence because um, I was just. I'm just as a child, I was a naturally very good natured kid, I think. And I just didn't want to upset anybody. But we could get into that more later. But I think I was just scared of upsetting people. But um, so she was like, come on. She saw this donut that belonged to someone else in the class. And she was like, come on, take the donut. Come on, take it. telling you to take the donut.
0: And it was just where? It was just in a cubby.
1: No, no, I was in a cubby outside Just a bear donut? Bear donut. (laughs)
0: Bear donut in a cubby? It was just
1: the bear. This is how I remember it. Memories, you know, they're amorphous. But anyway, so I don't know if that word's appropriate there. I'm just trying to throw in weird words now. Yeah, just use the words, you know, throw
0: them (laughs) out, see what happens. (laughs) What
1: does amorphous mean? Anyway, so (laughs) memories shift, you know, like they're malleable. But how I remember it now is that there was just a bare donut, maybe on a napkin, sitting in a cubby that belonged to someone else? It belonged to a different kid in the class, and she was like, "Come on, take the donut. Come on, take it, take it." And I didn't even really want the donut because my parents packed my lunch with like sugary stuff when I was a kid. Like uh-huh. I didn't need anybody else's donuts. Like I was the kid where everybody wanted what I had in my lunch because oh, wow. my parents apparently didn't care about nutrition. What kind nutrition. of stuff did you have in your lunch? I had pudding. I had fruit roll-ups. I had like like Beasley, which is like this Israeli kind of chips thing. Right and uh yeah and actually my friend leslie always had like very healthy snacks and she would always want to trade with me but anyway mm-hmm. this, so this other girl
0: there was a kid i knew in class uh who always had peanut butter and fluff sandwiches mm. yeah
1: i remember learning about fluff we yeah. didn't have it in canada dangerous stuff we heard about fluff in at summer camp mm. marshmallow fluff it marshmallow was like <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel like it it's comes back only as a song to
0: me. I, I feel like it's uh, <laughs> uh, related to like the Olsen twins or something.
1: There's a, uh, Remember their we song about peanut, peanut butter? I yeah. like peanut
0: butter. butter, crunchy peanut butter, too.
1: It was peanut butter and marshmallow fluff, but I forget the song. Maybe if anybody listening went to JCC Camp Kingswood and remembers the song. Oh, my okay, God. So I definitely I went to exactly the same camp as uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Anyway, so. Um, so she convinced me uh, through peer pressure to take the donut. I don't even think I ate the donut. I think I just took it and gave it to her. I know. So then I felt so bad all day and then I went home. You ate it? No, I think I gave it to her. Oh, Jesus. I don't don't even think I wanted the donut. Oh, gosh. Dude, I didn't need the donut. Um, so I've always been a salt person anyway, to be honest. Um, Uh but Yeah, I felt so bad that it haunted me at night and when I was back at home and I was crying and crying and crying and I just, I had to confess it. I guess it's more, but I felt ashamed, shame and guilt, but I guess they're very enmeshed. Uh, Mm. But I was crying and crying and finally I just, I had to confess to my dad because I couldn't take it anymore. And I told my dad about it and I was so sad and and I was like, what's my punishment? And he was like, well, this is your punishment. The fact that you feel like this is your punishment. Living in it. Yeah this is what you get. Like he didn't punish me, he didn't do anything about it other than that. Hmm. And it really stuck with me. I don't even think he remembers it, but I do.
0: That's a great punishment. Yeah, my dad's really smart. I wish I had more punishments like that.
1: (laughs) I had zero other punishments. I was the third child and I could pretty much do whatever Uh I wanted, but I was a good kid so I didn't do that much that was that bad to other people, just to myself.
0: Well, yeah, that's interesting. I think you feel a lot of shame as a kid. It's constant, actually. It's
1: embarrassing to be a kid.
0: You're right. Like, just the whole
1: situation of you being helplessly dependent on other people for your needs, wants, and desires is just, Mm. it's a shameful place to be. Right. I'm surprised anybody has a moment of joy. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Sure. Well, I mean, I think as a kid, that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. I I was, uh, I'm amazed by like, I mean, anyone who hasn't experienced deep, deep shame and guilt many many times throughout their childhood i really i don't know if i can they're communicate with them What's that
1: who are those people i was wondering that actually there has to be when people, i watched I pen 15 which there's lots of shame in, right. in that show um you know how there's those popular girls on the show
0: mhm
1: like i i'm, I'm just no but i'm like who are those people i don't know anyone but they're real they're real, but what is their life experience and why don't I know anyone like that? Well, I
0: think that they're given a lot. They're given everything that they want from their parents. They're told that they are the best. I mean,
1: I had all of that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but you're a Jew. and ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's uh, a lot, of, yeah, there's the a lot of guilt and shame. The
1: shame's built into the, yeah.
0: Right. Uh <laughs> I mean, also you're an empathetic i think you're a naturally empathetic person a i think a that you, you you i don't know you you kind of see the the flaws in humanity <laughs> as a child i think you knew taking the donut know. was wrong no
1: i was smarter as a kid than i ever will be again i think that's great yeah good. <laughs> it's good it's all downhill I'm very ashamed of it
0: i remember one time i don't remember exactly what i did but i i grew up mormon and catholic which you know yeah, it's a but, crazy uh, combo. It's a horrible. It's like the
1: two ones where people are like, I have to recover from uh-huh. those. Right, <laughs> right.
0: And I I had a ring on my finger that said CTR.
1: What is that?
0: Choose the right. And that was a. Celibacy? M- no, it, oh. well, maybe. I mean, but I didn't participate in that. <laughs> but it was um, it was a Mormon thing. Also, I was when I was Mormon, I wasn't having sex just because I was
1: 11. Right.
0: Uh I don't remember exactly what I did, but I got in trouble with my parents. And one one time I was in my room and I was sobbing because I had done something mean. I had talked back to them and I was very cruel or whatever. And so I came out crying and I put the ring down in front of my parents. <laughs> And I, because I, I was like, I, that. I don't deserve it. Did
1: you make full eye contact while you? Did?
0: No, I think I just I put it down and I did, and I think no eye contact is more effective in right. that moment. Right, right. But That's I walked shame. away, and I don't know what the reaction was. I think they were like, oh, he's really, he really does feel <laughs> shame. But cute. also, if that was my kid, I would laugh.
1: Me too. I would laugh. Ass off.
0: It so absurd. <laughs> like how dramatic. It's so
1: funny. But it's like kids do live in a drama right. a lot of the time. Things are very high stakes. Right. And they see the world, I think, or I did in this simple way of like, why are people just being so mean to each other around the world? Right. Why? Yeah. I think I still see it that way. Yeah. Like it just doesn't compute. And you're just like, why can't, like if the world was run by eight year olds, like they mm-hmm. probably would get along better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: felt a lot of shame in middle school. I got made fun of a lot for my weight and stuff. And um, <sighs> I got, you know, I was a constant thing. I had a guy, a, a kid that I referred to as a friend of mine who called me fat asses and my name.
1: Right. You were saying that, that the other was day. my
0: name for for. Uh,
1: Nobody called me fat, but I went to Jewish day school. So I had an eating disorder, <laughs> but everybody did. It was like if you weren't stick skinny, like it was, I don't know. It was just this thing where well, middle like school is the worst. The pretty gr- The girls, the guys that were pretty were like had like their knee bones sticking out. Right. Like it was like you were right, not right. supposed to have any fat. Right. I don't know. I got over it. Uh, Mom and Dad, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not listening. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely. One. I I, uh,
0: I will say, I will, and then we'll get to the songs. Um, right. But one thing that I I do remember, I think the most shameful moment in my life, uh, early on. Not, I've had much more shame later on, but the first kind of big moment for me, I think, was uh, I, I I was like totally in love with this girl. Uh, How old were you? I was like in second grade, oh. and. Uh, her name was Jamie – or maybe it was fourth grade. I don't know. But anyway, it was fourth grade. Uh, totally crazy about this little girl. And um, I, I had – like I built up this big moment in my head that's that, that when we went to the skating rink that I would couple skate with this girl. Because, you know, we, we had already gone to the <laughs> Semeron Skateway many times. Uh, mm. It was just a thing. It was like a monthly or quarterly thing that you did at the school. Uh, and I remember I – went to the skating rink that night. I was so ready to like do it because you're building this thing up in your head. Yes. And then I got there and a, like a sort of friend of mine, uh, Matt, uh, was couple skating with this girl. So when the couple skate song oh, came no. on. When he the got there song, first. No. When it, when it came on, he was couple skating with this girl and Ugh. I was absolutely destroyed. Destroyed. And I think that that was the first moment that I really started telling myself, you're not good enough. You don't amount to whatever Matt does, you know? Was and
1: Matt, like, super cool?
0: He was a jock. He's, you know, he's a nice guy now. You know, I mean, he was Right, but then. who are those he's people and
1: what is their life like? <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Money, man. I think it's a lot of... Uh, I think
1: it's money? No, I don't know
0: if it's just money, but I think it's it's being a white, privileged, rich person in uh, I don't know and maybe it has to do with this, a certain community of people they also get with.
1: married younger I feel yeah. I
0: don't know maybe they I just don't know. figure
1: it out it's like something in their brain just works with the way society functions yeah in a way know. that mine never well I think
0: they also have to be like pretty good looking not all of them are but some of them you know, pretty good looking athletic right yeah they just have this weird confidence that I don't understand where that comes from mm-hmm. early as an, as a child like to have confidence. As a child, to me, is bizarre. Like, to be in fourth grade and to be, like, walking around with your chest pumped out hmm. and you're, like, I'm the shit. Because there were those kids, you know? And there were those girls that were, like, the cool... Right,
1: like, the cool girls. Yeah,
0: the cool, like, cute girls that everyone wanted to date. And, in
1: seventh and eighth grade, yeah. yeah. That's when I... Like, I was pretty confident until... And in Montreal, you go into high school in seventh grade. So you hmm. end... Elementary after six. Sixth grade. I was like queen of the school and then seventh grade we started high school and it was like it's seven to eleven. So it's like a crazy age difference between you and the oldest people right. like it's like <laughs> child to almost full fledged adult like in the same building. Yeah. Um, do you yeah, want to try
0: to do these songs? You want to <laughs> see what they're. Sure. Um, should we do you want to go first?
1: Uh, okay. We can do mine first. Okay.
0: So th- the first episode I was thinking about this, our first episode that we ever recorded, which maybe we'll release one day is like a bonus, but it, it was about vulnerability. And I think that shame already has a lot to do with vulnerability. Uh, shame add, is
1: what holds you back from being vulnerable. I right. Think. Yeah, I think so. The yeah. fear of shame. Right.
0: Uh, and so, but I think, yeah, I think this kind of ties into that. Um, um, so I, yeah, and I think, you know, I felt a lot of shame in writing this song. Yeah, we're
1: both really ashamed of our songs. Yeah,
0: and we're both, it's a very vulnerable position Is to put vulnerable. ourselves in to show you these songs. We don't
1: want to show them to you. We
0: do not want to show I recorded you these
1: mine in the middle of the night. I was scared my roommate was going to get mad that I was being too loud.
0: I recorded mine on, on my bed with a boom mic, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: and I don't feel great about it. But anyways... Um, you know, this is a this is a good thing. We're just
1: we're bravely done. moving ahead. Uh,
0: so why don't you um? You yeah, go ahead. Play
1: it. Well, my phone's plugged in, so you oh,
0: okay, it. I'll pull it up on my phone.
1: Okay, he's gonna pull it up on his phone. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Um.
1: My song, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I. Well, we'll we'll listen to it and then I'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Rena emailed me this song, and um the uh body of the email was ugh so <laughs> that gives you an idea of where she's at emotionally
1: yeah i'm having a great week
0: all right uh here it is um and then we'll just you yeah yeah i'll put
1: it in
0: cool all right uh here is the song <laughs> oh, this is really
1: embarrassing extremely don't worry about it shame when you shame Soon.
0: Okay, cool. That was So that's great. Awful. It's a, it's a great, it's a great, here's the thing about Rena, you should all know, oh, is no. that she uh, is an actual musician who writes a lot of songs and has an album. Uh, she's very good at this stuff. Uh, I think it's a great song. I think it's really, uh, I think it's beautifully sang and uh, I don't, you know, we're going to read some of the lyrics. Um, if you want.
1: Okay, yeah. Um,
0: but I, I I, mean, it's like, it's really, it's it's a very pretty song. And it, there's a lot of, uh, I, I'm jealous that you can play and sing that way.
1: <laughs> oh, but you're okay. Yeah, Whatever. my my
0: song's fine. We'll listen to that too. But um, <laughs> okay, so how do you feel about it?
1: I feel ashamed. <laughs> you feel
0: really ashamed of it?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, but, but I mean, yeah, I feel that way naturally whenever anybody listens to music of mine in front of me. Um, not comedy for some reason, but... um,
0: I think you can only feel so ashamed of comedy for for, for so long.
1: Yeah, I've built up a, a less... Maybe because comedy's not serious. So that's yeah, obvious. it's not
0: serious, but yeah, I think you build up a, a tolerance and a, a thicker skin over time to the point where you're just like, why I cannot feel ashamed anymore about this because... I okay, can't. I mean, I, I still do sometimes, but I think like after a point, it's just like, well, what am I going to do? Keep beating whatever. the fuck out of myself? This is my life.
1: Yeah, and it's a silly it's hard to feel ashamed of something silly but when you're being serious it's like that's i feel like that's a quicker doorway to shame if you're like that's that's where vulnerability comes in harder i feel like is like if you're being if you're revealing a serious part of yourself right
0: yeah um, i think it's a very it's a very vulnerable position to put yourself in and very susceptible to pain because of that yeah um so, so yeah you we say, can talk about yeah go ahead um you say shame when you're all alone, shame I'm not there, shame I'm not there, shame on the telephone, shame in the air. That implies that there's just fucking shame <laughs> in every aspect of your life.
1: Well, I think for some reason in the song format, it, it started to be a, a bit about relationships to me. Like um, like that shame isolates people and you can't, it's like nobody can fix your shame and you can't fix anybody else's. Like, So shame when you're all alone. Do you really alone. believe that? I don't think you can fi- – it's like, hmm, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just when, you, when you're when you feeling ashamed, you feel like nothing's going to help. Maybe connection actually would help.
0: Right. Shame on the telephone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> connecting.
0: Like
1: shame on the telephone, yeah, but it's like – but I can't actually – it's like because shame is like triggering, right? So you go back to being that vulnerable child and it's like nobody – N- nobody can go back there with you. Mm-hmm. That's your thing. Um, shame
0: lives in the shadows. Shame lives in the past. Yeah. <clears throat> so shame is elusive.
1: It's like, well, uh, I mean, we could get into there's just there's this theory of psychology called Internet internal family systems therapy with but basically part of the theory is like that you have younger parts of yourself that are still kind of living in the past um, that are, um, they can be like triggered, you mm-hmm. know, most of the time you, y- you have different coping mechanisms to keep them away, mm-hmm. but then when they get triggered, they just kind of like take over. Um, right. they're called the exiles. So they're kind of like exiled because you don't want to feel their feelings. Right. Um, but they don't realize that you're an adult now. Like they are just always trapped in, in that moment of trauma. Mm. So it's like when that gets triggered and it washes over someone, it's like you can't. You just have to wait it out, kind of.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think you do have to wait out. You, the, the only way to really let shame pass is to wait it out. At you least just
1: wait it out, and it, but the better you get, the you more you talk to
0: people. I think you communicate, but I think you do need that grace period.
1: Yeah, you do because because the exiled has been freed and and you don't. You're out of the moment. You're out of the present moment, and you're back in whatever moment of trauma has been triggered and it's like and you can get better it's like it's like it'll i get better and then it takes me less time to to come back to the present moment right um but it's but it'll never i don't think it'll ever a hundred percent go away maybe it will Mm -hmm. i don't think it will because i think it's just it's formative like it's like it's it's part of what makes you the person that you are, specifically. Which I guess we could get into identity stuff another time. So
0: you say uh, I cannot live without pleasure and pain, but when I'm feel, filled with doubt, it's all the same, right? So I think that's that's I mean, you cannot live without pleasure and pain. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh,
1: but then it's like the, they're both kind of irrelevant when you're in that place. It's like the fact that one feeds the other, or that things can be good or bad. It's like it all becomes irrelevant when you're like triggered or whatever. Hmm. I guess is what I meant by that.
0: Same tears in the mirror frame, same fear in the dark.
1: Yeah, so it's familiar. It's like it's a song, it's a tune you know from long ago that just like comes back. And you you know, and that's, I guess that's what can be dangerous about it. If you keep spiraling, it's like, because it's familiar, sometimes you'll wanna stay there.
0: (coughs) You doodle when you talk. Yeah it's about this stuff
1: yeah I, yeah. yeah
0: you doodled why well, rena doodled the whole way through the song <laughs> uh They're making, terrifying. Making, eye, making eye contact only with the people that she has the odd characters that are in, <laughs> totally insane uh <laughs> i almost feel like you have to post that yeah we're gonna my, have to it's to like post the episode that. image that's yeah, great have
1: to put that in, a year and then someone will lock These me These are
0: totally. It's the things that happen. And also, there is one character that is like uh, maniacally laughing, and above her head it says "shame." It's great. Uh, Can't give you everything. Build you a cave. Fill the tumultuous waves on your grave.
1: Let's okay. talk about that. Okay, that's some heavy stuff. Um,
0: also, like your lyrics are very good.
1: Oh okay i'm glad you feel that way uh that rhymed um how do i explain this so this is like uh, this is something to do with the relationship it's like how do i make your shame more comfortable for you i guess so it's like i can't i can't give you everything i have what am i supposed to do build you a cave uh for your shame like are you and talking then- to
0: somebody specific here
1: no, I, maybe it's like a it's like you to yourself or mm-hmm. you to someone you're close to who's feeling shame, right. and then uh, the tumultuous waves on your grave. It's like to to me that's oh boy, oh boy, it, oh boy. How do I explain that? That's hard to explain. Mm. Um, it's it's the stuff oh god well like life is kind of like a tumult- is a wave on the grave like right there it's a wave towards the grave and then it's kind of like the wave that hovers over your grave because it's the wave of what was there so these are the tumultuous ones you know i mean every thing that washes over us is a wave towards the grave <laughs> of dark
0: yeah it's pretty dark
1: so but it's not okay. in a bad way no, uh, i mean it's
0: true everything that we ever do is uh <laughs> heading towards death right yeah it's all-
1: so and this is the kind of more uh, uh i mean tumultuous waves on your grave there's there's many it has many meanings i guess that's why i'm having trouble explaining it um because the grave could also just be the place where you've buried you know the past so it's like it's the place where you've buried the past so it's like and if i were in a relationship i'm contributing to the tumultuous waves on your grave you Mm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i guess it's both of those meanings at once in my head
0: and then you're off on the ocean bending time to your will
1: yeah so it's like when you're triggered you're off over there and yeah you're not living in real time and i guess i'm talking to shame there in a way bending time to your will
0: Hmm. Well, I think it's really good. Uh, it makes me feel insecure about my <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> my I did. It does. Well, I mean, you are also a far more experienced songwriter than I was. Your my history with music was that I played in bands in high school. I studied to be uh, a jazz guitarist to try and get into Berkeley College of Music. Uh, embarrassed myself in the audition. Shame. Quit. Quit. Fucking huge shame. Quit. Uh, music and started doing comedy when I was 20 years old. Um, And then I pretty much put music aside. I just want to
1: add that there's a lot of shame in my story with music as well. Um, Because I was I was never considered the singer in the family. My sister's the singer and uh, my parents. That's
0: insane to me. You're a great singer.
1: It was insane to me too. um, Because I I knew that and I was like what's wrong with my parents that they don't think I can sing well and it was really hard for a long time um did
0: they come around and they did they see your the light
1: there's i don't know if they're there i think they know i'm okay at it
0: (laughs) interesting your sister must have an angelic (laughs) we sound very similar right
1: like it's just it just i think they wanted us to each have a thing Uh you know and the piano was mine and the saxophone was my brother's and the singing was my sister's and that's very silly is Was what it was, you know, and like and it was hard at the time and I wouldn't sing in front of my family for years. And we Uh, used to all sing together because it's part of like the Jewish thing, I guess. So we would all sing together. So so shame and singing are very enmeshed (laughs) for me. uh, Yeah, same
0: with me. It's endless.
1: That's why putting out that album was such a big deal to me, because I, I knew that it wouldn't. I don't know.
0: That's vulnerability. Yeah. Incredibly vulnerable. Uh, let's play mine and then we'll talk about that. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up here.
1: I'll have to look at your lyrics after, but yep. Okay, Okay. Let's listen.
0: Here we go. Uh yeah, I hated that. Now you, yeah, see? Yeah, it sucks.
1: <laughs> it sucks.
0: Um, yeah, tremendous uh, amount of shame uh, for that.
1: It's just so funny, because when I heard your song, I was like, oh, it's so much better than my song.
0: Yeah, I didn't feel that. I, <laughs> I felt yours was way better.
1: <laughs> I was like, guitar, so much better. It sounds like a real thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I disagree. The whistling. You know, I think that the, the, the piano... Whoo- not a way prettier. <laughs> whatever effect you used, so yours you have a better recording, obviously. Oh. And my guitar playing is very sloppy because I don't play very much.
1: So we both just hate ourselves. Okay. Yep. Um, but it's not how we feel about each other, yeah, so that's I good. So you push yourself around, head is filled with awful sounds. Okay.
0: Pretty straightforward. That's the thing is you're you're metaphorical. <laughs> I'm very straightforward, and that's what makes straightforward
1: me straightforward is good for
0: lyrics. I sometimes feel very insecure about that, though. I like I, I I appreciate metaphor in music more so than just kind of literal, kind of you know, like like what, one one thing I didn't like about I mean I, I liked The Strokes for a long time when I was younger, but one thing I didn't like was how literal Ju- Ju- Jul- Julian is. Well, you have right at lyrics.
1: least one simile in here.
0: Okay, cool. Well, let's move on. <laughs> i mean this is me defending I mean, this is shame and some being it very, is yeah 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 of everything
1: yeah what is that it's because it's serious know. if it was a comedy song i feel like you'd be like whatever sure right yep um you just put a little piece of poop in your mouth um that's so right.
0: that's, a, yeah, that's a hit song
1: by me and johnson <laughs> yeah plug plug you push yourself around your head is filled with awful sounds what do you, the sounds are like you criticizing yourself yeah
0: the awful sounds are uh the endless chatter um of negativity that kind of uh, I I uh, has been a, a, a constant goal in my life to quiet them. Uh, it's the, the meditating, you know, therapy, medication, everything has been to just quiet the uh, negative voices.
1: Crushed and torn, tired and worn. Okay. Sure, pretty
0: cliche shit. <laughs> no. It's cliche. I feel it's like it's not cliche, cliche song stuff. I don't it's, think it is. Yeah.
1: I To me, it doesn't read that way. I don't there know. Crushed and torn, tired and worn. I mean, I used... I it's songs, so there's words that work. Right. Tired of mourn. It makes me think of like an old plaid shirt. Um Yeah, it, I love plaid. We all love that's plaid. That's why I wrote this part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I do love plaid. The only thing that fixes plaid. shame is plaid. That's true. Um maybe it's time to leave town, right?
0: Well that's something that I threw in there because um it's uh, it's like it's escaping. It's always every time that I feel like uh, things are really bad, I always want to leave the place that I'm at. And I think it's like that thing. It's like that whole idea of like geographical is going to be the solution. Yeah. You know, to whatever problems you have. Oh, for sure. So like... Uh, I think
1: we all have a scenario of like... Like it's kind of like our apocalypse safe haven. Like, where are we gonna go when shit really hits the fan? Or where do we imagine going when we feel like shit's hitting the fan? Yeah.
0: Well, I moved from New York to here, uh, Los Angeles, and I, I, I thought, you know, this is gonna change a lot of things, and it kind of did. But I sometimes I feel like I've been in positions where I'd be like, I need to go back to New York because this is. What not- did you
1: think? What did you think was gonna change when you moved here?
0: Um, well, I just thought I was gonna be happier. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But also, I think I knew intuitively that it wasn't really a solution. Right. But I knew that I felt like it was the right next step. But I felt like uh, also that... um,
1: Do you think you're a little bit happier? I think so. That's good.
0: Yeah. But I've also thought like, oh, I should just go back to New York and do stand-up full-time.
1: What about... uh, You also had... I remember like going to the hills and start a cafe or what you've Yeah, had, I've like, also
0: thought about moving to uh, Colorado to a mountain and then somehow opening my own coffee shop and running a business and having a dog and going on hikes and
1: I mean know, I that sounds so good
0: it sounds great. it's a simple a simpler life. You're still yeah. running a business which is a lot of work.
1: You can do it not that far from here even right.
0: Yeah, I think that sounds like pretty much the ideal life for putting all yeah. of this behind me. Maybe becoming like a woodworker or a. Uh, uh, Skills you don't something, have. Something, some kind of thing. Yeah, no, none at all. But, <laughs> but, you know, maybe just, you know, running a, a coffee shop. <laughs> it it's, feels simple.
1: It does seem relaxed. There's this. It, what it made me picture is this one coffee shop I went to in Sedona where they sold these blankets, but you could also just wear the blankets while you drank the coffee in the backyard. Right. And it was just. Uh, I want to go back. Anyway, okay, when it hits you like a train, there's that's a simile.
0: It's very po- it's very powerful. Right, the not momentum the lyrics, of the but train. It's the feeling, I think, it's just
1: Right, it's on a track and it's not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. I do think of it often like a train. Maybe I heard that on Abraham Hicks. Okay. No amount of talk can mend your brain.
0: Yeah, I think that's just like um
1: Like, talking about it doesn't fix it.
0: Talking about it with other people, people telling you, and we talked about this in in your song as well, it's like, you need that grace period, right? You need, like, you need time to kind of be, uh, you don't need to chat with people, because like, nothing that they say at that moment is really going to solve it.
1: Right. I wonder if that's true.
0: I don't know. I know that Dr. Brene Brown will say <laughs> things about empathy and how like somebody coming at you with real empathy and saying like, I feel you. I, I even if they haven't had that exact experience, it's like I, I know what that feeling is. And I'm I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. And if there's, you know, whatever. If there's, if there's
1: I just find I it upset. Whatever. It's like when I'm feeling ashamed, someone looking at me is like upsetting. Right. So I don't know if that would, unless it's someone I trust more than anyone in the world. Like uh-huh. it's like if it's my sister, mm-hmm. sure. fine. Sure. But like anybody else, I don't know. Yeah. Trust. You know, you feel like I, feel I don't them. trust a lot of people. That's fair. And it's only gotten worse since I moved here because it's really not Canada. Yeah, um, LA is great for that. <laughs> my wheezy laugh. Okay. Spending time alone is all the same.
0: Yeah, that's about isolating. I think it's like it's good, right? There's like a thing about y- having that grace period. I think you do need alone, but it doesn't mean to go isolate.
1: Right? You know, don't spending, wallow. Don't
0: wallow. Because uh, yeah, you can lock yourself in a room, and you know, I think you should. There should be a real limit on that. <laughs> right. I think you do need the, the the time to yourself, but you shouldn't. You should not uh, do. No, don't ever do it.
1: Yeah. What else we got? Knock down to your knees. Release. Release.
0: Yeah, knock down your knees. Uh, Shame has really wrecked me uh, many times in my life and uh, release, release is just kind of like, you know.
1: To me, it's kind of like you're like a magician. Like you're like, like, release,
0: Uh, get out, go
1: away. (laughs) Like you're trying to like say the right, cast the right spell on it. Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just release all the bullshit that bogs you down. I don't know.
1: But then, without our trauma, who are we? oh God, yeah, shame, won't you? please release That's the last line,
0: yeah, and then I whistle,
1: yeah, I like the whistling, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really just like I don't know what else to say, here. <laughs> uh, it should be noted that you know these are you know not not always gonna be full songs or we are ditties. ditties.
1: they're diddies,
0: yeah, they're ditties. I think we did the right thing.
1: we did eat it, um <laughs> so yeah, I don't know
0: what what do you what do you think,
1: I think. You know, the better we can deal with our shame, the faster we can build a better, brighter future together.
0: Uh, sure. That sounded <laughs> like you were ending a TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, uh, brought
1: guess. to you by what's, what car company is it that runs the TED Talks? Um, Mercedes? Something? I don't know. It's, it's one of them.
0: them. So I don't know. I, now where are we? We're just here. We're done. You know, is this it?
1: Right. What's the end?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, we're going
1: to be doing this every week. That's, um, that's true. If there's a topic that you want to hear, reach out to us. Let us know.
0: Yeah. If you want to hear songs about a certain thing, we can do that. I hope that this is interesting. That's always my fear with these things. Where are we yeah. at, by the way?
1: time. We don't want it to time. be too onanistic. 45 minutes. That's fair. Okay, so we're that's good. not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, d- I don't feel ashamed of that amount of no, time. No, I don't
0: feel ashamed. I'm already very... So would you s- chill out with the scribbling for a second? <laughs> I'm, I guarantee it can be can it be heard no okay great cool I'm just being an asshole and overthinking everything um but it's also pretty distracting I'm sorry. uh there's they're insane drawings <laughs> uh,
1: it's my coping mechanism
0: yeah so I you know this is our this is the first first episode and and um
1: thanks for tuning in
0: and we'll feel <laughs> you're really trying <laughs> to go with just a very like cliche <laughs> outline. Um,
1: happy to have you
0: um, no, I think that that's fine then. I don't know. Uh, how do we end this, though? You know, do we just say goodbye?
1: You want to say it on the count of three?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, Do we say goodbye? Yeah. Okay, on the
1: count of three.
0: One, one two, two, three. three. Goodbye. goodbye. Ugh, that's <laughs> terrible. Nick and have nothing better to do.